This podcast is rated off for realness. Explicit fucking content. Welcome everyone to episode 44 of the Basement Bookers Podcast. 44. That voice you just heard is no other than Rich the Riz. And it is I myself, Basement Chair, here to talk to you guys from the basement to your hearts. Happy New Year. Welcome to the year 2015 incoming hoverboards. I wish. Someone's got to work on that shit. And 3D Jaws. Well, they could probably do that pretty easily. Yeah, but like where it comes out, it looks like it's going to eat you. Yeah. Like it did to Marty <coughs> Fly. Or you can just go to Universal Studios and they got the... I don't want to do that. Pops I want to go to the movies. I'm eating my popcorn. And all of a sudden, a fucking shark's going to try to eat me. That's where T.S. proposed to Brandy's Vinny. Or was it going to? That's right. So Mallrats reference. Um, how was your New Year's? It was good. This I, year. It was good. I didn't get as drunk as I had hoped. Mainly because I got tired because I had to be up at... The, woke up at 6.30 for work. Got out of work at 6.00. Uh, so I worked 9 to 6, uh, then went home, then went out, and didn't have any time to nap. We did not get home until 5 in the morning, though, so I was up for fucking 23 hours almost, but didn't get drunk, unfortunately. You just got tired, is what you tired. told me. But went to my friend's, uh, Dana Marina's house, and we watched the interview, which if you haven't seen it, of fucking Of course see it. I've seen it. It's great. You honey dicking? No, I'm not honey dicking. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was fucked up. What a great movie. But, like, there were like 11 different parts where I said to myself, alright, I can see why they ban- why North Korea wanted this band. So funny. <laughs> a li- like, a little over the top towards the end. You ever feel like a plastic bag? <laughs> <laughs> she stole that from um, fucking, uh, what was it, American Beauty? Yeah, I know. Yeah. Great movie. I liked it. I liked it, but I'm a huge uh, James Franco fan. Uh, and, uh, I thought you were talking about, about American Beauty. I'm a no. huge Kevin Spacey fan. I'm talking about Interview. It's a great movie. Yes. I like it. Very, very good. I might have seen it twice. Just saying. Uh-huh. But anyway, this is not that kind of podcast. If you're looking for movie reviews, please look elsewhere. We do sometimes talk about movies, though. Sure, I was just going to tell you that I finally got the wife to sit down and watch Guardians of the Galaxy with us. What did she think? Loved it. She of loved it. Of course she did. You know <laughs> she, why? Because she wants a Groot root. Oh, she wants the plant? Yeah. Like the she, wa- she wanted Groot before she saw the root. Huh. And they started dancing. It was great. Fucking great movie. Thank you for fucking showing that to me. You're very welcome. I had to. I had to show it to you. Because you had a hate out all for that movie when it was when you first found out about Dave being in it. I did. Like you really did not want to like that movie. I did. And then there was a, a fucking incorrect online report that led us to believe here in the basement that one Mr. Stan Lee wouldn't be in it, but he was, although he didn't have a speaking part. You had me believing that. I believed you. Because I they lied. So by proxy. We were deceived. Fucked up. That's right. So now we are here. We ended the year on a very sour note. Now, before we get to Raw, 
do you want to proceed tonight? Do we want to handle the NRB before Raw? After Raw? What, are we, what, what should we do today? Because I feel like with the new year, we can do things different. Do what we want to do. Well, I, I 100% agree. We do, do what we want because it's our fucking show, right? We don't have anybody to answer to. To quote, to quote Taz in TNA, he's just doing what he wants. It's, oh, that was Don West, actually. Fucking A. Hmm. I already had a full glass and change of uh, Jack and Coke, so I'm, I'm feeling good right now. But, speaking of uh, ringing in the new year right, I think the new year was rung in wrong by the WWE, and in fact, there's something that happened that I think, I don't know if we should talk about it first, but we should at least bring it to people's attention as to why there is going to be a new format here, because something has happened that is going to shake the basement to its very foundations. The fucking foundations of the basement. Where we are. If you will. Yes. So, do, do you want to... Do you want to talk about that? Do you, are you ready? Are you, are you ready, are you ready to I don't know if I'm ready to do that right now. Alright, so... Shall we start with the NRB and then go to Raw? Sure. Alright, so... Ladies and gentlemen, for the first time ever... I think I've read it once before. Uh, yeah, like episode 6 or some shit. Yeah. It's a long time ago. That is a long time ago, because we're on the 44th episode That's right. It's already. Like 38 weeks ago or some shit. We're six away from the 50th episode Spectacular Jamboree Palooza Fest. That's right. That's we're, the thing. We're going to call it exactly that. Exactly that. that so we got to write that down somewhere. So for It'll the, probably change. <laughs> for, for the first time ever in roughly 38 weeks or so, Jer has the NRB for us. Welcome, everyone. Now, I'm going to start off in an update to last week's news in which Kevin Nash and his son had an altercation in which his son had to learn some grown man lessons. Right. Like get put through tables and shit. Getting put through tables is grown man shit. Mm -hmm. And that fucking went down. That's right. Now, I just want to remind you folks that this podcast is rated R for realness. Just like it was stated in the beginning. Yes. In case you missed it for some reason. So anyway, Kevin Dash will not be appearing at the upcoming Raw Reunion Special on January 19th in Dallas, Texas. Now, Nash was originally scheduled to appear along with Scott Hall, Hulk Hogan, and Shawn Michaels. Mm -hmm. However, WWE pulled him from the show due to the recent domestic incident with his son that we just talked about. Domestic shit. Mm-hmm. You know, because he got arrested. Also, in case you guys fucking forgot, Triple H, the worst friend ever, not to be confused with John Cena, the bad friend, yes. suspended Kevin Nash from his WWE Legends contract. Just to cover their asses. I don't know for sure if that was Triple H. I'm not saying it wasn't. Well, here's I, the thing. I'm just saying we don't Triple know. H wants to be a fucking heel... He wants to be the big heel, <laughs> then that's what he's going to do. He's, you reap what you sow, you want to carry the cross, carry your fucking cross. Okay? He is the king of kings. Yeah. So anyway, there's that. Former WWE and TNA wrestler, Mickey James. Love her. Wow, I don't like this. Uh-oh. 
announced on her Instagram that she is now engaged to TNA star Magnus. Oh. The two had a son back in September named Donovan Patrick Aldis. Oh, yeah. Remember that. Now, the main, the only reason this is not in my 1% news mm -hmm. is because she's also a former WWE talent. Okay. Yeah, she was. She was very good. Do you remember a blue chipper known as Randy Orton? Hmm. Randy Orton. Randy Do you remember him? Oh, yeah, he, he does that thing from out of nowhere. It's the... It's vintage. Vintage. Uh, the, the R. The RKO. The RKO. That's, that's the one. Fuck. That's right. Randy Orton made his in-ring return at the WWE live event in Madison Square Garden this past Friday night. Yes. Orton, who's been away shooting The Condemned 2 for mm. WWE films. I was, I was wondering what movie it was. Defeated yeah. Kane in singles action. Nice. So I don't know if it's going to be on the main shows or it's just live shows, but it looks like he might be doing a thing with Kane. Mm. Which I guess could make sense. Because yeah, usually when you make already. a return, it's not like a huge... You know, I guess just to get him going. Because Kane's really good to work with when you're trying to get back in ring shape anyway. Because he's so good. Yeah. When's the last time you saw Kane on TV? Uh, not... I think... No, he was... Was he there one day? Not that I recall. Maybe he's I mean, on vacation. Like, Maybe the week before. Maybe. Might be the week before. But anyway, um, WWE security's been confiscating the CM Punk signs. Hmm. Fuckers. It's a little, uh, it's kind of screwed up. Uh, personally, I think you make a sign, uh, as long as it's not derogatory, you should be able to put whatever you want. Um, I think it's a big mistake. And it's kind of dumb. I understand, like, from a business standpoint, mm -hmm. right now he is under contract with the UFC, mm -hmm. which is not competition for the WWE. According to Vince and Triple H. Mm -hmm. Sometimes they do things that are a little... that doesn't make a lot of sense. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you agree? Absolutely. It's, 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 a, it's a little weird, but, like, I can understand it. Because it's like a pride thing. Because I'm sure, like someone saying, bring back CM Punk or whatever. And at this point, they can't. And Vince doesn't want to be reminded of that. He doesn't want the fans to really rally behind it. So as bad PR as that could be, the whole fact that it's out there that they're confiscate, confiscating signs. I think he thinks he's try basically trying to like stop a fucking like whole coup. You know. Like, he, he's doing that to stop a coup. Coup d'etat, if you will. A lot of crazy old people do that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I mean? Let me ask you a question, Rich. Alright. Who's your favorite Hardy Boy? Does Lita count? No. <laughs> because she's a Lita. Okay. Uh, well, let's see. There's two of them, right? There are two that we know of. There's Come On Jeff, God Damn It. That's right. And there's Fat Hardy. Version 1. V1. Uh... Oh, well, but you have to pick. Jeff still has a career, and he actually had a whole different character named Willow in TNA. I like how TNA keeps coming up. As much as you hate it, it's great. Because <laughs> you represent the 1%. I do. Um, so, yeah. Oh man, as much as it fucking, oh, what is that? My spleen it feels like my spleen. My spleen is being fucking. Well, regardless, of I'm gonna say because I'm about to say Jeff. 
Yeah. Wow. It, the whole he has a second character thing. Fat, all the color just left my face. Fat Hardy's got he's got like pre-fat and post-fat. That's all he's got. Well, you'll be happy to know mm -hmm. that as noted a few weeks ago. The Hardy line continues. Mm -hmm. Matt Hardy and his wife, I'm sorry, buddy, Revy Sky. Girlfriend. Whatever. <laughs> hey, you you took this. It says wife? Yeah, it says wife. Oh, maybe they got married. Who cares? Whatever. They, they, they should be, because they're having a son. It's going to be a boy. Wow. The Hardy boys continue. The, I, I got to say, I, I'm happy for them, because there will finally be a male figure in that household. Oh, oh low, low. <laughs> Sorry, Fat. Rich the Riz. <laughs> Whoa. Jeez. Uh, <laughs> Before we even get into it, I just want to mention, because we're going to bring it up when SmackDown comes up, mm -hmm. but Cesaro and Tyson Kidd have been tagging up. Yes. I, like I had it. a decent match mm -hmm. on SmackDown. Mm -hmm. I kind of like where this might go. Mm -hmm. I have theories. We'll get to that when we talk about SmackDown. Mm -hmm. But uh, Cesaro and Tyson Kidd have a name for their team. Ooh. They're calling themselves the Masters of the WWE Universe. I love it. That's I like it too. Great. I like it. It's definitely going to get the old school fans interested. Oh, like Master of the He-Man, Master of the Universe. And Cesaro, he's a He-Man. and He's pretty manly. And Tyson Kidd's uh, he's Fact. Fact. It's a fact. He's there. Brian Alvarez of 4... W online? It's... F4Ws. I'm not good like, with links. Fi figure 4 Wrestling. Ah. 4W. F... Number 4... W online. <laughs> <laughs> has provided an update on Adrian Neville being called up to the main roster and his rumored new Mighty Mouse gimmick. I know you're really excited about this one. Mm -hmm. On the latest edition of Wrestling Observer Live, Alvarez stated that a Mighty Mouse gimmick has been discussed, but it should be considered a rumor at this point. Good. He also noted that the latest plans is for Neville to have a Crash Holly-style character, and he won't be dressing up as a mouse. Well, that's good, but I have to ask you something about that. Sure. What is a Crash Holly-style character like? I was going to ask you. Is he just a little guy, and I was thinking like hardcore matches? Well, didn't he used to steal victories? Maybe, oh, like, he's a small guy, he's really excited to be there. I think that was just... He was very slapsticky too. Like, he was like, uh... It was like a comedic character. Fucking Crash Holly, yeah. Him and Molly, I think, were a thing. Well, they were cousins. Right? Were they? Well, kayfabe. Yeah, they were cousins! So maybe they did have a thing. It's the whole Holly thing, you know, I think, probably. Maybe. Was Crash supposed to be Bob Holly's brother? I think he was or his was brother. Cousin? I don't know. We probably should do research, but that would change the very structure of this podcast <laughs> further. We, we just fucking... What is it? Shoot from the cuff? Is that what it is? Yeah, I'm shooting from my rolled up cuffs. Hey, rolled up cuffs. I don't know That's cuffs. right. Or my wife beat it because I get hot when I drink. You love Hulk Hogan. No. He's your favorite wrestler. WWE Hall of Famer Hulk Hogan's son, mm. Nick Hogan. Oh, the quasi-murderer. Yeah. Uh -huh. Let's not get into that. That's for an entirely <laughs> different podcast. Announced over the weekend that his father will be training hip-hop artist Riff Raff. Who the fuck is Riff Raff? 
Look, maybe I'm not down, mm-hmm. okay? But I know a little bit about the ODBs and the Wu-Tang Clans. Right. They ain't nothing to fuck with. Who the hell is Riff Raff? Fucking Riff Raff. I don't even know why I'm even talking about this. I should have <laughs> just left this shit out. Because <laughs> he's training this fucker to wrestle. What's he going to teach him to do? Drop a leg? Well, if you... I know you watched that match that I saw. Hulk Hogan vs. Tiger Mask. You could do it like that. But yeah. Hogan hasn't been that way in fucking... Because he hasn't had to be. Mm-hmm. On WWE TV, Hulk Hogan wrestled like Hulk Hogan. When, Hulk, when Hogan went to co-promote in New Japan, and this is mid, maybe late 80s, I'd say, um, he wrestled Tiger Mask, one of them, because there were like six or seven, I don't even know. Uh, and it was a good wrestling match from Hulk Hogan. It like... It, like, you know how Hogan and Cena, they kind of have, like, their moves of doom, their typical shit they always do. Mm-hmm. The, the life drop, you can't see me, the five-knuckle shuffle. And the beats, you know. Yeah. There wasn't any of that from Hogan. I think he might have hit the leg drop, but, like, there were actual wrestling holes. There were fuck like, there was groundwork. Well, I remember the match, and we're going to share it again so everybody can check it out on the Facebook page. Good. Uh, I, I recommend people watch that match. Uh, another thing is, though, if he's going to be teaching this guy, he's probably just going to teach him the WWE style anyway. Probably. Because there's no reason to... That I feel like that style of wrestling is sadly disappearing. Mm. Then again, let me, let, me, let me backstep a little bit. Alright. If he's wrestling in America, mm-hmm. he's going to do it that way. Because overseas, it's, wrestling is bigger... In most places, like, we don't, a lot of people don't know this, but Europe is huge into wrestling in a lot of places. Yeah. And they fucking tear it down, man. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I don't want to say it's like a watered down product here, but it's more on the showy side. It's sports entertainment. Yeah. It's not wrestling. wrestling mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, although, I mean, there definitely still is a place for the actual, for, for groundwork, like, Cesaro is, is very good at groundwork. Danny Bryan is very good at groundwork. It's just a matter of how much they're going to show. WWE is of the mindset that they want to make sure there there's no chance of their fans getting bored. Like, a great example is Lance Storm was having a great match. I don't remember with who. It might have been Chris Benoit. This is obviously a long-ass time ago. And Steve Austin came out to the stage... And he sat down, and he brought a chair and some shit, whatever, and he started a boring chant. And the crowd, of course, went along with it, but fucking Lance Storm versus Chris Benoit, fucking hey, that, that, I would love to see that fucking match. Obviously, I can't now, but for probably like 13 different reasons, but... 13, yeah. 14 different reasons, something like that. <laughs> Either way, fucking, I think they, like, doing that started the trend of them acknowledging that as great as the groundwork is, they don't want to show it that much. Right. And I think that's a mistake. Like, if you look back at... They're even fucking showing it. Like, Guerrero vs. Malenko from ECW. All you gotta do is pull up the WWE Network. It's only 999. You just put in these guys' names. Yeah. All you have to do is put Dean Malenko's name in. Mm -hmm. I guarantee you, you're gonna find some classics. Absolutely. Okay, especially if you you go to the WCW stuff. Mm -hmm. WWE.com has published Mm -hmm. the top
top 25 matches of 2014. Yes. However, mm-hmm. I've only provided the top 10 here. Okay. Okay. Do you have an idea in your head where you would have things? Because I'm going to ask you when we get to the number one. Mm-hmm. I'll, what I'll do is I'll read them off. And right before we get to the two, mm-hmm. we can, uh, we'll try to play a game. Have you try to guess what would be the number two and the number one? Or how about uh, wait for the last three? Oh, you want to do three? It's two, better. Three. Yeah. Top three. Yeah, All right, I'm put them in random order, obviously, because... Oh, I'll have to start off in order. Well, no, I'll, yeah, do ten through four, Yeah, and then put the, la- put the last three in. Okay, I'm going to do that. Right. Are you ready? Yes. Number ten. The Usos versus the Wyatt family. Two out of three falls for the Tag Team Championships at Battleground. I was surprised by how good that match was. I could see it up there, yeah. Those guys were working together long enough for that to be a good match. And yeah. it was. It did not disappoint. Much as I shit on the Usos, they do do put on a good show. I just, like like I've said a million times, I just need to see more more likable personality out of them. Like, they don't give me a reason to give a fuck about them. Uh, it, it's just very forced. Yeah. Uh, th- that main event segment they had was awful. Oh. Um, I'm not even going to talk about it. Uh, but moving right along mm-hmm. onto number nine, yes, Sami Zayn versus Cesaro at NXT Arrival. That, what a match! That was a great match. What a match! I mean, that was, um, admittedly, the first time I really sat through an NXT show, and holy shit, I was fucking impressed. Sami Zayn is the fucking honestly. I think Zayn should probably be called up before Neville, only because I think there is more marketability. For him, he's likable. Exactly. I think, especially if they like put him back under a mask, because he was really popular as El Generico. As odd as that sounds, because El Generico, I'm guessing, means the generic. Whoa, right? You're fluent, man. Poquito. I'm gonna disagree with you. Okay. I don't think. I think we should cap. They should capitalize on his NXT notoriety and let him show his face. You can't put a mask on him. Okay. You know what I mean? Uh, I think it's, it's a lot in, like, especially when he's wrestling, mm-hmm. uh, his expressions on his face. Very yeah. important to his character mm-hmm. and uh, getting people behind him. Okay. I'll agree there. That's one of the things I, I never really got into uh, the Rey Mysterio character. Yeah. You know? And He's old now. Even when he took his mask off, did not care. Oh, that he well, he should have kept the mask He should have kept that on. Um, it's breaking tradition. I thought it was a no-no. <laughs> There's that, and he just looks weird. It's like a child. Even when he had the, the... I'm like, somebody checked his kid's working papers. He had like six hairs going out of his chin. It was awful. And he was like, dressed all thuggy too, wasn't he? Like, yeah, because... Like camo and stuff. I think he was with Conan? Yeah, I think that was just after the LWO. Before? I don't remember. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Uh, number eight... Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan versus Triple H, WrestleMania 30. I might have had that a bit higher on the list, although I haven't heard the rest of the list yet. Even though I made the list, I don't remember. Not that I made the list, but I copied from somewhere. Um, But I do think that was a very, very good match. I think the story of that match... The story was... Was fantastic. Because you're not going to get... A super awesome wrestling match because Triple H is in it. 
Right. You know what I mean? It's just not his style. Yeah, Daniel Bryan makes everyone look good, and Triple H is certainly a veteran. He has been a student of the game forever, and that's really been why he is so damn successful. Um, Like, he's never been bad in the ring, but when you pair him with someone as good as Daniel Bryan, you get that match, and it was fucking great. Interestingly enough, the follow-up on the list, mm-hmm. number seven, is the triple threat match from that very pay-per-view. Randy Orton versus Batista versus Daniel Bryan. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love that the finish was good. Exactly, I was going to say that. I love that uh, the finish came when uh, he made Batista tap out. Because from the fan standpoint in particular, that needed to happen. Because the fans were so pissed that Daniel Bryan wasn't in the Rumble. And that Dave won the world. And Batista was was in it. And he won it. And he was only there to promote the movie. Which turned out to be fantastic. But that's another story. Just the fact that he was only there to promote the movie pissed people off. People would have seen that movie regardless of him being in the main event or not. Absolutely. Um, Of course, you know, it does garner a little extra interest. Both ways. I think maybe people were like, oh... He's this guy's in the movie, and this movie's supposed to be great. Let me see what he does here. He shouldn't have won the Rumble. But I think the fact that he did, and the fact that Daniel Bryan, the guy that got has uh, basically got fucked the entire year, finally did it. That was a great story. I probably would have had that in the top three. Yeah, and uh, not that they capitalized on it, but having Batista be the one to tap, that would have kept it going. Randy Orton should have gotten his rematch, but I'm not going into that. That's oh, whole, yes. Uh, another problem. By the way, at the time, no love for Randy Orton. Yeah. But that made no sense to me, uh, what happened after that. Uh, anyway, back to the good stuff. Number six, mm-hmm. Natalia versus Charlotte for the NXT Women's Championship at NXT TakeOver. Takeover. That was their second. Um, I actually don't really remember that match. I re- I think I remember the uh, the Paige Emma match better. I remember. Um, I do remember Brett the Hitman Hart and Ric Flair were at ringside respectively. Okay, that does bring me back. Um, that was a very good match. Um, I don't remember any particular spots in the match. But I think, in general, the the divas, sorry, the female wrestlers. Fuck the divas. The female okay. wrestlers like Charlotte and Natalia and AJ and Paige and Emma should get more time in the ring than the divas. Have the divas out there for candy. Have those five out there wrestling. That's it. That's what I'm gonna say about that. Charlotte, every every damn match I've seen Charlotte in has been fantastic. Yeah, I like I like to watch her. <laughs> Woo! Number five, mm-hmm. the Shield versus Evolution at Extreme Rules. That was uh, the day before the breakup, right? I believe that was it. That was the one, right? Dive. That was a very good match. Um, there was definitely a lot of emotional investment in that match because of the buildup was great, and the fact that the Shield went 3-0 against them, because it was uh, elimination. Mm-hmm. Um, 
that was a, f I mean, fucking, the whole IWC was a buzz after that match, because you can't get a better rub than that, going 3-0. No, you against can't. Evolution. Evolution, one of the greatest uh, stables mm -hmm. in the history of this business. Mm-hmm. Four. Number four. Mm -hmm. We're getting down to the nitty-gritty here. Number four. Adrian Neville versus Sami Zayn versus the gorgeous one, Tyler Breeze mm -hmm. versus Tyson Fact Kid. Mm -hmm. The Fatal 4-Way at NXT TakeOver. Fatal 4-Way. I agree with that. Um, I think that definitely deserves top five. That was a great Fatal 4-Way match. I love, and this is a staple of NXT, I love that it wasn't rushed. They had plenty of time to do everything they needed to do. And by that, I don't mean hitting their spots. I mean telling the story. And the way the end came with uh, Neville resorting to pulling the ref out of the ring, it was sort of the beginning of what looked like it was going to be a true heel turn. Ends up not being, but that comes later. Uh, it was great. It was basically him doing exactly what he needed to do to save his title. And it really began the story of Sami Zayn not being able to win the big one, which obviously later on we see the culmination of that, which was also excellent. Yeah, I mean, it's not a difficult story to tell. Right. But it works. Mm -hmm. It has worked mm -hmm. for many years. Yes. And it will continue to work. Forever. Now we're down to the top three. All right. Are you ready to try it out? What do you think the third best match of the year, according to WWE's top 25 matches? Well, list me the three in random order, and I'll let you know which one I would pick, because so many fucking matches. And it's you have like a choice. Mm -hmm. It's either Team Cena versus Team Authority, Adrian Neville versus mm -hmm. Sami Zayn, for the NXT Championship. That was our evolution? Yes. Okay. Or the Shield versus the Wyatt family at Elimination Chamber. <clears throat> Alright. I would easily put the, um, the Survivor Series match at number three. I'll tell you why. Um, I mean, th there certainly was a great story behind it. But if you look at... I'm... I'm, you know, I'm a big fan of the wrestling aspect. The in-ring shit. There was... That match was... almost bogged down by storyline. You had Big Show's turn, and then you had Sting come out. Which was... Oh, sorry. You had Big Show's turn, then you had Triple H get involved, then you had Sting In a come out. ridiculous way. Yeah. Um, I feel that, now, I, I know Sting had to come, had to debut at some point. Um, it made sense to be, this was the promotion, uh, was Survivor Series during the free month. Yeah. So, it makes sense, and I think it's, I mean, it was a good thing. Uh, if I could rewrite the match a bit, I would leave Sting out, I'd promote him, I'd say, like, Next month, 
like during November, I would say next month, at the next pay-per-view, Sting is going to make his debut. That way, while people are watching for free, you tell them the next month, if you just pay ten bucks, you'll see Sting's debut. Hmm. That's what probably what I would have done. Rather than you just blowing your load for free, and then what? Ah. Uh, but, that, but that's just that. As far as rewriting the match, um, I would have written Sting out of it. I would have included Show's turn. I probably would have included Triple H's involvement. Um, but I think I would have had Randy come back instead of have Sting come out. Um, because they're, I mean, the feud's already there. He's, I mean, on the house shows, he's already feuding with the Authority. The authority wrote him off TV, basically. Um, basically, what I would have done to make that match number one, I would have written Sting out and put Randy Orton in, in its place. And I think that would have been perfect. Okay. But not number one. The in-ring work... I mean, don't get me wrong. Dolph Ziggler is fantastic. I love Dolph. And that match really showcased him. It... it Gave him a good push. It it gave him the rub because he he was down three to one, and he ended up winning with shenanigans. But I hate well, shenanigans are on both sides of the board. <coughs> True, all things are equal. Yeah, but thing was no no one. I mean, there there were two 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 parts shenanigans from the heels, and only one from the faces. And the one from the faces was the last one. It was just like, all right, well. Now Sting's pissed and he's going to get involved. But I think it, it could have been done better. I'm okay with it being number three. Okay, what about number two? Let's see, we had Sami Zayn versus Adrian Neville at our evolution. And what was the third? The Shield versus the Wyatt family. Shield and Wyatts. That was at Elimination Chamber. Uh-huh. That was so long ago. Uh, was that the one... Where I think Reigns and one of them went through the barricade and... Yeah, I think like the, everybody was scattered and... I think Ambrose went after somebody. Maybe he went after Bray or something. Well, uh, the build-up to that match was huge. The build-up to the Zayn Neville match was also huge. Going into both of them... Uh, there's a different set of expectations. Going into the Shield-Wyatt match, you knew it was going to be a brawl. It's three on three. Someone's going to get a numbers advantage. Um, and it's it's not going to be a wrestling match. It's going to be a brawl. But it's going to be a great brawl. It's going to be a fucking entertaining brawl between six guys that have been carrying the shows for a long time now. Over a year, at least. Um... Neville versus Zayn, you knew going in, it was going to be a great wrestling match. There will be a lot of emotional investment because everyone's behind Sami Zayn. Um, and it was all about, uh, he had put basically put his career on the line against the title. Um, I love the Shield. I love the Wyatts. I think if I'm going to pick best match between those two. 
If I'm picked best match between those two, I'm going with Zayn and Neville. Wow. Number one match of the year in all of WWE. By my list, if if those are the top, if those are the three I have to choose from, that's my number one. Shield and uh, Wyatt's number two. Personally, I'm more partial to singles matches. Yeah. I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, especially with the story between those two guys. Mm-hmm. Are you ready for the results? Yes. Drum roll, please. Number three mm-hmm. was the Shield versus the Wyatt family at Elimination Chamber. Okay. Which brings us to the top two. Mm-hmm. Number two was Adrian Neville versus Sami Zayn. Mm-hmm. And of course, number one, Survivor Series. A.K.A. Sting's debut. The only reason for that, I think, mm-hmm. this is a WWE list. Yeah. Of course they're going to put that. Mm-hmm. Of course. Rounding out the news is 1% news mm-hmm. for the one percenters. All right. You guys out there, you TNA heroes. That's right. Confirming the re-signing of longtime star Kurt Angle, your Olympic hero, is back. But it is believed that this could be his final run as a wrestler mm-hmm. for any company. Mm-hmm. As it was said during his negotiations with WWE at TNA, that whichever company he signed with would likely be his final run as an active wrestler. I'm okay with that. Yeah, um, I think it's time while he's healthy. I read today that um, the belief is that after he retires from wrestling, he's probably going to go coach in NXT. That which would be the fantastic, that's, right? That's a coup. That's, Kurt Angle is an Olympic gold medalist. Mm-hmm. Broken freaking neck. Inspiration. He can teach them not just wrestling, but he's a good promo guy too. Mm-hmm. He is. His he's, body of work speaks for itself. Absolutely. I mean, when he was GM of SmackDown, just it was put great. Kurt Angle into your WWE Network search strings. Mm-hmm. Or even YouTube, you cheap fuck. <laughs> you know what I mean? TNA Knockout. Mm-hmm. Gail Kim. Mm-hmm. Your favorite. Right. Is said to be working on a pre-event deal with TNA, mm-hmm. as opposed to signing a new long-term contract with the company. Mm-hmm. She is expected to work the upcoming Impact Wrestling television tapings in New York City next week. Cool. And is also committed for the upcoming UK tour. Cool. <coughs> it's amazing how TNA mm-hmm. completely, ridiculously sells out in the UK. They sold out the fucking O2 Arena. That's huge. It is literally huge. And figuratively, it's fucking it's a giant fucking arena. UFC sells out though to arena. You know, UFC would sell out anywhere, but no, it's UFC. a bigger. It's it's their version of fucking Superdome or Silverdome or one of those. So domes. The other ninety nine percent are by the O two arena. Yeah, it's got to be it, man. Maybe. Do you think it could be ticket prices too? I don't know. I think it's just the fact that they don't. Um, like, they, there aren't a lot of, quote-unquote, mainstream wrestling events over there. WWE and TNA mainly tour the U.S. They have an overseas tour every year, but it's not in the regular rotation. Like, it's not like, you know, oh, they're, they're in Jacksonville this day, and then they're in Atlanta, and then they make their way up the coast, and then around, and down the to circuit. Texas. Yeah. It's like, it's a bigger deal. I mean... People are going to come from all over the UK, or even even all over Europe, to go 
to see them in the UK. This is true. Because they can. It's a lot, it's um it's probably cheaper over there as far as airfare and traveling. I would say because Europe is just like that. Mm. Like the way we go to Jersey for events, like they go from Germany to fucking uh, I wouldn't say necessarily. Uh, wherever the fuck it stands. Yeah, wherever they, they 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 like they cross country borders the way we cross into Jersey, probably unwillingly, probably complaining about the smell, and the traffic and the drivers, but they do it the way we do. Indeed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I read also that. Uh, do you have there? Is there more? TNA? I'm not done. Oh, good. good. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> So I read, uh, you're talking, so I'm not going to interrupt you. I read, I read more. I just didn't remember if I read it from there or if I read it on our source. There's some speculation. Mm-hmm. This is also still in the 1% news. We're all right. not done with the 1% news. Nice. There's some speculation that TNA is done with the pay-per-view business. Mm-hmm. As their lockdown show, which along with Bound for Glory, is traditionally one of their bigger pay-per-view shows, is airing as a free television special on Destination America. I think they're they're trying to grow their fan base uh, a bit more before they continue their pay per view shit. Um, more like a break. Yeah, because if you if you recall, TNA started their existence as a pay per view only thing. They were doing a weekly pay per view for ten dollars, and they grew into. They eventually got the regular TV deal, which got them regular pay-per-view deal but there's been just such a decline in interest for whatever reason that I think people like they need to they're basically starting from the bottom here with Destination America and Destination America seems completely behind them which is good like they're they're gonna promote them a lot more than Spike did they they have three shows now instead of just one one of them is an interactive experience type show where um don't tell me there's a TNA app. Uh, there probably will be. But it, it's more of... No one's going to know how to use it. Because Chaz is going to tell you how to do it. <laughs> no, they'll probably get Josh Matthews to do it. I mean, he's, he's young. He's hip. He, he knows knows. He knows how to use the Twitters and the, the Pinteresty Tumblr, whatever. Yeah. yeah, all that stuff, Those right? kids. Yeah, right? He's got, he's got the cool hair. With his gel and stuff. Mm-hmm. I still have some more 1% news. Okay. There was some internal discussion with TNA regarding the ring. Mm-hmm. Specifically for the lockdown taping on January 9th. Mm-hmm. Note that all the matches will be held inside six-sided steel cage. Mm-hmm. Which indicates that they are sticking with the six-sided ring. Eh. Again, like... It... It makes for an interesting looking product. The guy flipping through the channels is going to see it and say, what the fuck is this? And he'll sit and watch, and if he's a wrestling fan, he'll keep watching. And if he's not, he'll keep flipping. But I know how much you love Sting. But in case you were wondering, it's not he's not going to be a surprise entrant in the Royal Rumble this year. Unless... That's the swerve. Unless that's the swerve. And the plan right now is for him and Triple H to fight at WrestleMania 31. Yeah, they're literally going to stand in a ring like bare-knuckle boxers and just exchange punches uh, like the old days. Think Wade Barrett will train him? 
I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. That'd be great. Oh, fucking sting. So, I, I don't want to see him wrestle. Ah. Just so he could get it out of the system. One matches. One and, yeah, I suppose guess. suppose there's going to be a couple. But. So, so you think of WrestleMania and then uh, the follow-up to WrestleMania? Probably WrestleMania, oh, SummerSlam, SummerSlam Surv and Survivor Series will be the last, maybe. That makes sense. Full circle. <clears throat> yeah. Okay, okay, okay. Sheamus might be coming back as a heel. Be more interesting than him as a face. Yeah. Theoretically. Moving right along. <laughs> the last bit of news here is uh, going to lead us into the Raw Notes. Alright. The newly minted... Rich DeRiz's Raw, so Raw Notes. That's right. Apparently the plan was set for them to come back like it was already laid. It's not because of the ratings. It's not a ratings grab. Uh, I feel uh, it's a personal assault against this podcast. <laughs> but we're stronger than that. We're going to get into that. Because right. right now, it's time, it's time for the rawest <coughs> of raw notes. Thank you, folks, for listening to the NRB. The NRB was brought to you today by stuff. Stuff. I we mean, all need it, right? We all got it. Yeah. More of it. <laughs> there you go. Back to you. Great slow. I thought it was brought to us by Basement Jar. Eh. All right. <laughs> so now... Before I get killed for this, because this is my first time doing the rawest of Raw notes. Um, Monday, while I was watching Raw, I didn't know that I would have to do the rawest of Raw notes. Which, believe me, we're both itching to fucking get into the reason behind this, this structural change. This fucking shifting of power, if you will. You'll so, know it when it happens. Oh, boy. So, I'm basically just reading off of a raw report that I got online because I didn't take notes. I figured I would just read the shit and react. So, here we go. Edge and Christian start the show. They say they're going to do a cutting-edge peep show, which we talked about how... Yes. It, it should have been called a rated-R peep show, but A, I think they wanted to, you know, promote the name of Edge's old talk show, The Cutting Edge, I think it might be a little bit more of B, because Rated R Peep Show actually makes more sense. However, aren't most Peep Shows rated higher than R anyway? They are. They're certainly <laughs> better than Rated R generally, but I think they wanted to not confuse the viewer. They're like, isn't this supposed to be rated PG? We can't, we can't watch this. No. Click. Nah, they're going to have another live sex celebration. Oh, Edge God. Ah. <laughs> There's a lot wrong with that. So, uh, let's see here. They, first get, they said that uh, their first guest would be Seth Rollins. Edge made a match where Seth Rollins takes on Reigns. Christian made a match with Seth vs. Dolph. Uh, Christian was talking to the audience for some reason, but he did mention Danny Bryan. Um... You love Christian. Christian got booed. It says here Christian got booed when he asked who would like to see Daniel Bryan. That's weird. Well, maybe they don't want to see Daniel Bryan. I don't want to see Christian, so maybe that's why they were booing. Um, so they started their five-second post, but they were interrupted by Brock Lesnar and his advocate Paul Heyman. 
Um, so Heyman said he was wondering why a couple guy, a guy with a broken neck who can never wrestle again, and a guy with too many concussions who thankfully can never wrestle again, uh, would swim in a shark tank with a shark like the reigning, defending WWE World Heavyweight Champion Brock Lesnar. Yeah, I'd be scared too if he was there. I would have left the ring. I don't know. If I'd be like, here you go, Mr. Lesnar. Here, here's the microphone. Thank you for not killing me. And uh, we'll see you in like three well, months. Well, they didn't have to do that because everybody's hero came. Who came out? Cena came out? Yeah. Doesn't yeah. Cena? Oh, yeah. So, yeah, Cena came out. He said he had to get for Heyman. Went for the attitude adjustment, but Lesnar stepped in. Did the heel thing. Yeah. Powdering out and... Yeah. I'm not giving this to you people for free. <laughs> it was an okay segment. I mean, it's it's standard stuff. As far Edge as was good. Christian was Christian. So either way, they're too old to be talking like that. I'm just saying. Yeah. We had Rusev versus Dolph. Of course, Dolph won by DQ because what happened? I was against that match even happening. Could he, you, maybe, you, knew, you knew either Dolph would accidentally or whatever. Dolph would get dominated. Yeah. Which is which is bad for Dolph. He's your Intercontinental Champion. Right. What are we doing here? Or it would be a dusty finish, which it was. Yeah. Uh, I, think it's the, I, I think it's all basic math here. Mm -hmm. uh, for anyone who's been listening to this podcast. Thank you for doing so, by the way. Which, <laughs> yeah. We all know the Rusev thing. Yeah. A dusty finish. Rusev e e equals dusty finish. Dominance or dusty. That's it. That's all that happens. So, post-match. Uh, Does that Ryback come out? Make the save? Uh, Rusev locked in the accolade. Ryback comes out. Delivers the meat hook clothesline. Crowds are chanting, feed me more. Because I guess they're hungry. Ryback took the mic. Now. I saw some people shitting on this segment. <coughs> I've, I've received several messages uh, from people who don't understand yeah. that promo. Now, before I even get into what was said or how it was delivered or whatever, I am all for people showing personality. Especially if it's their real personality. If it's a a true story, a personal story, which this was. Um, it Was he good on the mic? Maybe not. I liked the story. I, th I thought he wasn't bad. I mean, we, we found out later he's better than Cesaro. Yeah. These four ropes. The shit was real, is the yeah. point that you're trying to make. Yeah, exactly. You told me that he had... Um, Told the same story on the Talk Is Jericho podcast. Not only recently on Talk Is Jericho, but I think it was one or two years ago, Sam Roberts interviewed him too. Mm. And he told him the story also. Yeah. So it legit happened. So, anytime that... But I did roll my eyes when he said he read The Secret. Even when I, yeah. even when I heard it, I'm like, hey, bro, you really read The Secret? <laughs> What is, what is The Secret? What is it? The Secret is a book about the law of attraction. Oh. It's like you get like a dream board and you like set up your goals and stuff. And like if you really believe that something's going to happen, mm -hmm. it's going to happen. Alright. 
So like if I it's believe about... really hard that I'm going to have a castle on the moon mm -hmm. with a swimming pool made of gold, <laughs> it's going to happen because I believed hard enough. That's the secret. Okay. Not going to lie. I have listened to the audio book and I saw a movie. Is that what that whiteboard is? That's none of your business. Okay. What that is. That's for my... So so I should I should read the shit? No, that's... That's how I solve murders and stuff. That's, oh. Yeah, that's... See the... The lines and... Okay. Pictures? Okay. Gotcha. God. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, great promo. I thought. I think anytime... Um... A character tries to... Add another dimension... To their character, or WWE tries to add another dimension to someone, it's good. It's progress because it like if there's a, a disconnect, that's what what's going to help us connect to them. It's uh, it's relating. That's one of the, the the moments in the show where I was like, this, "What's going on? I like this." Yeah, I put Is down this the sign of things to come. You know? Yeah, I put down what I I stopped what I was doing. I was probably playing WWE Supercard, and I watched and I listened and I liked it. It wasn't delivered great, but it was good. Hey, if you could do better, fucking do better. Yeah, I can't. I'd beat two guys off. Barely one for me. That's right. <laughs> we all remember that. You you took care of those guys. Oh fuck! I haven't even listened to that. It's hilarious. All right, so uh, he says that there's a misunderstanding between him and the WWE universe. He taught. He showed a clip of when he was kicked off of. Uh, was it tough enough? It was the. Uh, it was like the million dollar challenge. Yeah, and Miz was there. Mm -hmm. I think Danny Pewter was there too. So I saw. I recognize this guy in the end. Maybe it wasn't him. I don't know. But Miz was there. Drew. He also delivered a message to Rusev. That's not a Russia versus U.S. thing. It's about one guy, one big guy kicking other big guy's ass thing, which I liked because it's standard shit. Exactly. It, it's it's Meat easy. And potatoes. To, yeah, it's easy to go for the whole U.S. versus Russia thing. But U.S. versus anything, or anything versus Russia, that's not Ryback's thing. Ryback just wants to fucking. He's beat hungry. People up. He's hungry. So so he brought it back to the basics. I want to beat you up. Meat and potatoes. Yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. Yeah. The, the in ring shit. That's yeah. what he wants. That's what we should get. So, then we had Nikki Bella versus Natalia. Ugh. Uh, did Natalia win? No. Nikki delivered the rack attack. There was uh, Oh, I remember not liking that. Yeah. Because it just looks super easy. And there's no way Nikki would legit super easy put Natalia away. Yeah. I don't care if she's a Divas champ. I don't... I, there's a lot of the... There was a problem with that. Uh, my main problem was... The, first of all, if you're going to put a Divas match on, fine. Don't cut out... The best part of the Divas match, and that's Nikki coming out and doing that thing that she does. The turn and the... Yeah, they cut yeah. that for us. We didn't see that on TV. You're right. Fuckers. That's right. You gotta see that. Shame on you. Or shame. <laughs> so then, Miz and Miz Dow were talking. Um, I guess Miz was talking, and Miz Dow was shadowing. Naomi ran in, hugged Miz, telling about the big break she got from the producer... And she knows Miz took a lot of crap lately, especially from Jimmy, and wished him good luck in his title match. She was, she even said it. He was just trying to help her. And Miz looked appropriately confused. I think that was supposed to be his way of saying, that shit's not real. What the fuck are you talking about, bitch? <laughs> Who'd you talk to? <laughs> Who? What? <laughs> producer? Are you serious? <laughs> Crazy. Really? Man. Yeah. 
So we had Usos versus Miz and Mizdow, and uh, new champs, Usos. I did not agree with the change. Uh, I don't like them. Miz and Mizdow definitely have a lot more to offer. Yeah, they do. But the way that they lost it made sense. Yeah. Because Miz threw Mizdow in harm's way to take the super kick, thus putting him out of commission to save Miz from being covered. Yeah. So that, I mean, that part was well done. But still. Uh, let's see. Cesaro tried to be Ryback. He tried to tell a story. Again, I'm all for trying. He tried. He did try. Um, he wearing a shirt that said professional. He did. He was. I think he um, distracted himself when he said when he's uh, something about stepping between these four ropes. These four ropes. Now like four I caught it, but I'm like, all right, so it's four sides. I get it. But then he felt the need to clarify. Yeah. And that threw him off. Because <laughs> it's four. Yeah, it was, it's three ropes. I wonder if that was intentional. Three ropes, four sides. If, you, if we're good to math, is that 12 ropes then? I wonder if it's because he heard somebody say, You fucked up. He's like, No, this, this is four Maybe. ropes. Maybe. <laughs> he's got to be more. Like, if he's going to correct himself, he shouldn't correct himself. He should correct the person that corrected him. He should correct the heckler. It's like, it's four sides, buddy. Fucking. As awesome as that promo was. Mm. It wasn't awesome. It was okay. Um, I actually was happy when Bad News Barrett came and interrupted. And I was especially happier when I found out that that's going to be a match. Barrett versus Cesaro. Anytime you get fucking two stiff-looking fucking big brutal Europeans in there, it's going to be a good fucking fight. Because you know if they're in the same pub, they're going to fucking fight. Exactly. It, it... Oh, I always make this reference. We're probably back to fucking Finley and Regal. Yeah. Good old days. Way Barrett's a face. Way Barrett is a face. He's a face, right? Got some bad news, but yeah. Bad news. I'm alright with that. That's a fresh take on him. I think this is his first time. Oh, uh, no. I think he, he was a face. Did he try it? He was a face when he debuted his bad news. Or he, tur- he turned face. For like a little. Yeah. The crowd mainly turned him. Yeah. And then he was playing up to it. He's like, and that was when he started along. He, I'm afraid I've got some bad news. And the crowd would do it along with him. It's good times. Hashtag BNB. Hashtag BNB, yeah. Barrett, I think I gouged or I poked and then hit him with the bull hammer. Still like that move. It's cool. It's, it's old school. Mm-hmm. Four villains. I've got some teeth. Yeah. Uh, we had Luke Harper versus Jack Swagger for some reason. Filler. Not, not the right page. No, not the right page. We haven't seen her. God damn it. I guess I gotta turn it, tune into Total Divas to see her now. That's right. This Sunday <laughs> on the E channel or something. So Luke Harper hit the uh, discus clothesline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I... I I think it, it filler. It was definitely filler. <laughs> but like, if you're gonna do filler, give me Luke Harper versus our truth, or that's true. Put a jobber in there, Jack. I mean, Jack Swagger was. I feel like they're really start and stop with Swagger, but more stop. 
It's like they don't even let his startup start up. They'll give him like two good matches and then they kill him again. Who did he piss off? Is it the weed thing? I don't think that's what it is because... It can't be. No. Although are they waiting for Zeb to come back? I don't know, man. If that's the case, don't bury the character by having him lose filler matches. Yeah, it definitely could have done it another way. Should have had um, Swagger versus Adam Rose. Sure, and then, over. you know, you could do Truth versus uh, Luke Harper. Like yeah, that, yeah, that way, yeah, that way Swagger can win without necessarily looking dominant. Only, like, he'll win because of a distraction from the bunny or whatever. It's fucking, like, if they, if they, if they don't want Swagger to look great, they should do that. But at least it'll give him a win. It'll continue some momentum. I don't get it. Oh, it's like they write, they're writing. It's like, alright, so this is our main storyline. You got uh, Ambrose and Wyatt, and you got the authority shit. And then, alright, how much more time do we have? Shit. Alright, put some shit together. Yeah, yeah. That's all it is. I contribute that to last minute rewrites. I think that's what it is. Mm hmm. So then we had uh, a pretty anticipated match. Reigns vs. Rollins. Reigns is back to black and silver. Ugh. I know you don't love it. It's dumb. Woo woo! <laughs> Didn't Big Show come out or? Did Big Show come out? I think he did. Let me see. Yeah, Big Show attacked uh, Roman Reigns. Caused DQ. Show threw Reigns over the broadcast table. Then, and then knocked the broadcast table on top of him. I remember... Michael Cole was saying about how the table landed on his legs. My God, he could be seriously hurt. It's like, no, he probably just has a bruise. Yeah, he's, he'll, he'll be all right. He's walking off. It landed on his legs. He could be seriously hurt. I'm sorry, seriously hurt is it landed on his head. Yeah. Seriously hurt is it landed on his balls. That's seriously hurt. His legs, he's got a bruise. Seriously hurt, he fell four feet. Did he, yeah, he fell four feet. Did, 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 did he break a leg? I don't think he broke a leg. The damn thing's hollow. It's hollow. It do, I mean... It you take the monitors off, it's it's really nothing. If you look at how, like, structurally, yes, it is hollow. But that wood's like an inch and a half thick. That's true, that kind of stuff. And how many times have people been put through it and it doesn't actually break? It doesn't crack. It just falls apart. It falls apart because it's made to. Well, it's better than him saying, oh... Roman Reigns might have a bruise. You know? It's also better than him saying, Oh, that, my God, he might be dead. That table weighs nearly 600 pounds. Those <laughs> fucking steps. Damn it. I don't want to talk about those steps. Fuck those steps. Bray Wyatt cut a promo on Ambrose. I don't really remember it. You got anything on it? No, I'm just making a note for later. Alrighty. Uh, something about I'm gonna fuck you up, and uh, yeah, put you in an ambulance. That's it. Ambulance match next Raw. I can't wait. It's gonna be good. You can tell me all about it. I will. What's next on the thing? All right, we'll, we'll, you, we'll, we're gonna get to that. You, that, that was almost a spoiler. Like, calm down there. <laughs> so simmer down. Nah. All right. Then we had the Daniel Bryan segment, which has been had been talked about all night. Uh, Daniel Bryan was talking about he that he's at the crossroads of his career, 
And there were a lot of people, myself included, that were nervous that he was going to say he had to retire. Well, they did start off raw with a flashback to Edge doing his retirement. Yeah. Plus, Edge being on the show, I think. And during the promo, Dan Bryan said that he talked to Edge because he has some familiarity with... He might know something about it. Yeah, exactly. Um, but once Daniel Bryan said, um, something, fuck, I once know. he said something, he said something, he said it powerfully though, and I think I that was like, like a, a yes at one point, there was a yes, there was a no, he, there was some no, there was some no, and then it, he solidified, he's, he's like, is my career over, fans of Chinese, no, I, I knew it, was, it would be no, I was like, no, but am I the first century of the Royal Rumble? Yes. He was about to cry when he said he wasn't there when his dad died. Yeah. He, he, he was. I could tell. He was like this close. I'm like, all right. Hang on, buddy. I can't cry right now. Mm-hmm. I can't have this right now. Man. It's amazing how over he is. That I saw one guy. There was one guy. When everyone was doing yes at the end. I saw him going, nah. <laughs> he was like waving his arms, nah. <laughs> this is one guy. It's one guy. <sighs> one dick. So there was that. Thankfully, he's uh. I'm glad. I'm I'm glad that he'll be back. I'm just wondering if this does anything to any WrestleMania plans, future plans. Well, Yoda once says, once says, once said. Always in motion, the future is. Indeed. So, anything can happen. Anything can happen, WWE. That's right. <clears throat> so, Edge and Christian are playing with their kazoos. You didn't know me. You did you know me? Yeah, that's not, that's not a euphemism, thankfully. Miz and that walk in and demand a rematch for the titles. They get a match, but it's not for the title, and it's not against you, so it was... And I knew that it was, you know... Clock was ticking. Sanction was supposed to debut. I disagree with that. What they should have done, they should have did a run-in on the tag team champs. But I'm guessing they're trying to do like a slow build. I 100% agree with you. Uh, I also will say that the match that they had, the Ascension versus Miz and Mizdow, I think the Ascension should have looked stronger. Especially since Miz and Mizdow already fought a match earlier in the day. Exactly. But these guys are veterans and they're former tag team champions. So you got to give them a little bit of... Ladies and gentlemen, did you hear my eye roll when he said that? Because <laughs> it seemed pretty loud in here. Just checking. Okay. It's fucking... <laughs> I mean, I, I don't disagree, but fuck. This tag team ran roughshod through everyone in NXT. Fucking everyone. Longest reigning tag champs in NXT. Granted, NXT's only been around for two years, but still. These guys were... Until they lost to the Lucha Dragons. I don't want to talk about that. <laughs> that, like, that. That match could have been booked better, too. Yeah, don't get me wrong. Either way. But I think they could have been booked... They won. Which I'm happy. They pinned Miz down while Miz sulked on the outside. Which was good. I just think that the in-between parts... The Ascension could have looked a little stronger. Yeah. They had, they had Miz and Mizdow hitting a little bit of offense. Yeah, whatever. Cutting edge peep show time. There were some witty exchanges at Rollins' expense. They came to the ring, came out with J&J. 
Big show comes. Rollins is being a little funny. He's like, do we sit on the stools? What do we do? I don't know. How does this work? I, I like when he does that. Because that's like something I would do. Like, what do, you, what do we sit here? Alright. Yeah, it's like, oh, is this just for show? <laughs> <laughs> wow, that works on a few levels. Yeah. And with his delivery, that works. Yeah. <laughs> There's a new year and a new Seth Rollins. And he wanted to thank John Cena for it. I like I, I like his ad-libbing. If that's ad-libbing, if it's written, then it's well, then it's well done. Um, but if it's ad-libbing, then I think they need more of it. Didn't Edge take a shot at Seth Rollins? Like, even if you had a live sex celebration with the Big Show or something, you still couldn't, like... Yeah. He said, he said that. I don't remember the rest of it. I don't remember the punchline, but... Yeah. But basically, that's, you, 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 can't, you can't draw Edge money. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so they ask why he's so chipper. He said there was heroes growing up, so he's on to be the first ever guest on the Cutting Edge, not rated R, peep show. Not for them, he might not be in the ring, which he really could say that about just about anyone on the roster at this point. Um, Edge says he appreciates it, but he doesn't necessarily believe it. Um, let's fast forward. Because, fucking A. Show comes out. Rollins asks Cena come out. <clears throat> Cena didn't come out. He just didn't play. Uh, Rollins said he wanted something from him. So he says, get out of here. He calls him out. Fucking getting all pissed. He got serious and angry and said he's forcing his hand. He whacked, he, and he uh, attacked Christian with the money bank briefcase. He hit him in the gut. And Christian disappears. For the rest of the fucking show. Well, Christian sucks. I know, but... He one shot at him. Did. He, he, his only weakness, how do you know? <clears throat> the C is for Captain Spray Tan. Yes. So, Edge set up to defend him, but he was surrounded, and then he grabbed him by the neck, shoved him face first onto the briefcase, holding him down, and Cena comes out. Now... Edge is a Hall of Famer. I'm debating. Should we talk about what happened first? Or should we bitch first? Let's talk about what happened. Let's talk about what happened. So, Let's seal the deal. Alright. I'm not... Well, fucking A. I'm fucking getting heated. Shit's happening. So, they got him down, basically in the... Uh, it was a curb stomp position. For the record, this segment took way too much time. Oh, I'm getting to that. <coughs> Cena comes out. Ron's like, not another move. Not another fucking move. He should have said that, but whatever. Again. It's not the rated R peep show. And Ron's is like, give me what I want. Cena's basically saying they're like, shit. And he's stalling. So annoyed. The look on your face. He's so annoyed with that fucking segment. So, they go back and forth, like you mentioned, for too long. It's painful. I wanted Seth Rollins to break my neck. Yeah. So I wouldn't have to deal with this. So, finally Cena caves and says, I bring back the authority. I was like, what? What? I couldn't hear you. I bring back the authority. And Rollins says, I'm going to kill him anyway. And Cena gets to the ring. and That's all she wrote. Authority comes out. Let me get this straight. I'm ready. 
no one gives a shit. No other faces give a shit about the now-face Hall of Famer who emotionally had to... who had, uh, had an emotional retirement because he couldn't compete anymore. He retired as world champ the day after WrestleMania not that long ago. Three years ago? At most? And in case they forgot, they gave a package in yeah. the beginning of the show. Yeah. None of the faces give a shit about him. None of the faces care whether or not the authority comes back. None of the faces care that this guy might get paralyzed. Bad. Bad writing. Dumb writing. Doesn't make sense. All the faces could have fucking come out and surrounded the ring. Someone would have been able to get in there fast enough and fucking stop him. Did Ryback leave? Maybe. Because you can make the argument for Ziggler being too fucked up to be there right now. Mm-hmm. You can make that argument. Absolutely. Uh, where is Rowan? He doesn't like bullies. Fucking... That, that is the epitome mm-hmm. of bullying. And it, I like how they had one match, him and Cho, and that was it. This That's few, it. He, this, he was over. That's it. No one cares. No. No. And then, to top it all off, as you mentioned in the NRB, Randy Orton made his uh, in-ring return after Raw went off the air in a match against Kane. Now, Kane is the authority, right? I do recall a tag team called Rated RKO. Yes. Hmm. Hmm. About that. There's that. And Randy's a face now. He's feuding with Kane. Kane's part of the authority. Does Randy not want the authority back? Does he want the authority back? I don't think so. Why wouldn't he come out and stop? To, to the live audience. It looks a little silly. A little silly? A lot silly. This is stupid. It is. This is really stupid. Who's I'm, writing this shit? I'm supposed to believe... That it's okay to break someone's neck. Right? So there's no officials. Mm-hmm. Mind you, the authority is not in power. Right. So what's stopping... Edge and Christian are in power. Yeah. What's stopping security mm-hmm. or anyone from coming to stop this? Any face. What's stopping it? Nothing. Nobody. Is somebody going to fire them? Poorly done. Poorly written. Poorly executed because it took too fucking long. You know, sometimes you reach a point in your life and you have to make choices. Mm-hmm. You have to make the tough decisions. Now, go now, now. when I came here, we discussed that you have come to a crossroads in your career. That's right. Are you ready to tell your story? I'm telling my story right now. Okay. I watched Monday Night Raw. I used to be with friends. There'd be pizza. I was there. And alcohol. Got that. We watched wrestling. We watched Monday Night Raw. And it was fun. There'd been some good times. There'd been some bad times. There'd been some keyboards with missing keys. (laughs) That cue. There'd been some broken stuff. But I'm past that now. I don't break things anymore. Look, the point is, I'm not a young man anymore. There comes a time in your life where you got to make a choice. That you don't want to come home from work. 
turn on a TV, and watch something you loved just be taken away from you. Just to be turned into this fucking shit show. I spend my day being shit on, not literally, thankfully, by management, in a family-run company where if you're a member of the family, you're taken care of, and if you're not, you can't break the glass ceiling. Monday Night Raw to me started off as an awesome massage. And instead of getting a happy ending, I got punched in the dick. When they fucking brought the authority back, they punched me in the dick. I will no longer be watching Monday Night Raw. Wow. I will no longer be doing the rawest of raw notes. That time has passed. And I'm not going to sit here and make up stories and not pull a McFoley on you guys. I'm not going to pull a McFoley on you guys. I'm going to watch the pay-per-views because I have a network. Mm-hmm. Usually, pay-per-views are high. i got to watch SmackDown. I am legally obligated by this podcast and socializing to watch SmackDown. Mm-hmm. But I'm making a choice. I will not watch Raw because Raw is upsetting. Because first they start off, wow, is this a good sign? They're letting these guys talk. Mm -hmm. But no, no, I got to have Triple H, who doesn't know how to let things go, who's going to talk, 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 using up all the segments for authority shit, just so he can speak. And I got to deal with Stephanie McMahon for whatever. The only possible good thing that could come from this Please, please, please give me an AJ versus Stephanie match. Give me that. That's the only thing good that I would take from that. Hmm. But I can't do it anymore. I've had it. I'm tired of having my feelings hurt. I'm tired of being manipulated. I understand you're trying to build stars. But you just... It's just shit. Obstacle here, obstacle there... I don't come home to watch oppression. (laughs) I want to have fun. I want to see success. I want to see the Dolph Ziggler's out there wrestling without having fucking... You know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen. They're going to come out in the beginning. I don't even need to watch it. Matter of fact, I'm going to write pretend notes (laughs) at home. And see if I'm right. Oh, we could we could do that when we do the next week's podcast. Yeah, like let's see what we got here. And then it'll be interesting. But needless to say, I'm sorry guys. I know you disappointed in me, but I can't do it. I cannot watch Raw. I know I won't be missed. I'm just one person out of the the, the, the it's a universe, apparently. <laughs> and that's fine. But you know what they say, if you don't like it. You don't got to watch. And guess what? This basement booker doesn't have to. But I will continue to faithfully bring this podcast to you with my co-host, Rich DeRiz. We will continue to bring the realness. But for right now, at least, me and Raw are done. Much love to you all. Wow.
emotional speech. I, I got I got a little verklempt. Although, I gotta say, I am looking forward to your mock raw notes. Yeah, the mock raw notes. We, we have to compare next week. This is yeah. good. I'm looking for, I'm really looking forward to this. That's gonna this be, could be excellent. You see, sometimes change is good. Yes. I'm not letting Triple H take credit for this. Let the record show, Triple H, you don't get credit for this. You don't get credit for any success we might have. That's right. Fucking, fucking A. Is that really all we have to say about that fucking shit segment? Too long, poorly booked. You shouldn't be using the word kill. Yeah. That too. It's like, that. Uh, I'm pretty sure that wasn't written. No. That wasn't cleared. But <laughs> it's kind of like, the way the announcers, they, like, they, don't say, they don't say to each other on air, well, that was bullshit. <laughs> you know, it's like, don't you have some sort of, like, um, practice in not actually saying what you mean or what you want to do or not saying fucked up shit. I mean, let's call it the Ric Flair rule. Oh, boy. You remember, you remember this. You know exactly what I'm talking about. We were at Raw one time. I don't remember who he was feuding with. I don't remember what it was about. But he said to someone he's going to make them bleed like a virgin on their wedding night. And we were both sitting there, we, like, a hand on forehead, like, holy shit, what the fuck did he just say? <laughs> he was Randy Orton. Was he fighting Randy when he was doing the Legend Killer thing? It's around, it's around the same time. It was uh, after Randy left Evolution, so. It might have been Randy. <laughs> Man, it's like, there's got to be a, a training Things you don't say. I think it was just the heat of the moment. Like he was, maybe he was supposed to say, "I'll stomp him anyway." Yeah, or, or some, I'm sorry, something to that nature. Um, I it would have been better if he said, "I'll fuck him up anyway." I think. Yeah, because then it'll be bleeps. It'll be real. It'd be awesome. But he'd be cursed in front of the live audience. Although kill, I don't know. Um, you, you can't try to call yourself the reality era of wrestling. You, no one's gonna let you. It's 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 a hollow threat. It's a hollow threat. You're mm -hmm. not gonna break a person's neck. You don't do that. Yeah. Especially with kids. You got kids over there. He curbs some Dean Ambrose's face into cinder blocks. Sugar blocks. <laughs> yeah, and, and he came back. I mean, fucking no. Give me give me one of those cinder blocks. I'll put it in my fucking teeth. It's fine. <laughs> you know it's. It, anyway. I said what I had to say about Raw. So, it's a new day for the Basement Bookers here. Speaking of a new day, we haven't seen them. Yeah, man. Not on uh, not on TV, but uh, I'm told they debuted new attire at a live show. Red. Oh, okay. Cool. Red and black. Oh, uh, did you see the memes? Blue Day? And they put no. Batista with the new day. Oh, I, 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 I did see that. That was stupid. Yeah. Blue. Dave? <laughs> blue Dave? Speaking of Blue Dave, SmackDown's blue. Who Blue Dave? SmackDown is blue. Ha <laughs> ha! You said the... Whatever. <laughs> Start of this shit. Shit was said. So, once again, Christian and Edge open the show. And talk about what hap happened on Raw. And 
they start talking, and then we cut to the Titantron. There's a limo. A limo pulls up. Driver gets out. He's all, he's a little flustered. Looks, he's fucking, you mentioned he was looking a little scruffy. He's all fucked up. Yeah, he comes out, he opens the door, and Noble and Mercury come out. That's probably why they got the shitty limo driver, when you think about it. Yeah, probably. And they were complaining that he stepped in shit. Which, I think that was planned. Where'd that shit come from? Who's shitting in the fucking arena parking lot, garage? I don't, I don't know what's going Imagine on. Imagine human shit. Randy. The Viper's <laughs> <laughs> He's back! But this time, it's not a purse. Unless it's Stephanie's. I hope. <clears throat> Be great. She'd be like, bag. Hunter, it's who a, had my bag? There's poo in there. Whatever, so fucking, then they come out, they have a, they come out to Seth Rollins' music. Which is dumb, they should come out to no music. They just come out. Yeah, and I guess Seth Rollins has the night off? Yeah, he wasn't there, wasn't No he? Rollins, no King. Whatever's going on. So, no Rollins, no Kane. And they have uh, what looks like a legal folder. It's leather bound. It's pretty nice, actually. Mine's better. It was a clipboard. You open it up, you put your fucking papers like in there. I like clipboards because they hold paper. Mm -hmm. Had a thing for pens and two separate pockets for change or whatnot. Anyway, off topic. So Way off. Yeah. They read a prepared statement from the authority. Uh, let me see if it says here what it was. Uh, the authority disavows any attacks from Monday, and they recognize Edge and Chris's right to host, to host SmackDown. Although J&J Security will be overseers of the action, and wait, so they're overseers, viewers, people watching, aren't they overseers too? Aren't we all overseeing SmackDown? So basically, they're they're watching the show. We're all watching the show. We all get to watch SmackDown. And Jamie Noble's Jamie was like, "I'm gonna be taking notes, boy." First of all, everyone knows Jamie Noble can't write, so that's <laughs> bullshit, right there. Yeah, indeed. I mean, fucking. Oh man. Look, I'm willing to spend a belief. Mm -hmm. Here and there. Mm -hmm. I mean, I watch wrestling. Yeah. Don't fucking give me that shit. Jamie Noble can't write. <laughs> he won a lottery, but he can't write. The whole hey, shit was weak. You only know how to write to, like, shade in fucking bubbles. On yeah. On fucking ticket. Scantron. He probably shit. did a quick pick. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A. So, that whole segment was weak. Um, then they were teasing that J&J would be in a match. But then, they ended up not making... Not putting them in a match. It would have been cool if they did a Ryback versus them too. It would have done. It would have been cool if they put them in any kind of match. When's the last time you saw either of them wrestle? This years. This is why heels are better managers because they make matches. They do the interesting shit. They do stuff. But faces, they have the chance. They always make dumb decisions. Like oh, that wouldn't be f as much as we don't like you. That's just not fair. Yeah. Stupid. Because good is dumb. <coughs> Interesting opening match. We have Bray Wyatt versus Eric Rowan. 
I found it interesting because it, that felt like a it should be a pay-per-view thing. Or at least a Raw thing. I agree. It definitely should have been at least a Raw thing, which means you wouldn't have seen it. But, I mean... Going I, forward. If something, if something cool happens... Going forward, if something cool happens, I'm sure you'll still be DVRing it. No? You're not even going to DVR it? No, because that counts as a view. What if I say something awesome happens? Then I guess I'll hear about it. it on the Basement Booker's podcast, just like everybody else. Wow. Yeah. You're not even going to... Like, what if Paige's top comes off? There's exceptions to every rule. Alright, so you'll be DVRing it. Got it. No. Because <laughs> I can always find it on the internet. If I want to see that, there'll be a gif. What about a great match? Hmm. Tempting. A, a really great match. It's got to be really great. And uh, you can find those on YouTube. Like, after a while, they go on the WWE YouTube channel. Like, they put the nice stuff there. Oh, they put, like, full matches? Sometimes. If I'm wrong, I'm probably not wrong, but there's something that they put up. Alright. <coughs> anyway, so... Plus, it'll probably be on SmackDown. Yeah. Don't oh, do, don't the do it again. <laughs> they, they only show, like, the main storyline. That's true. Repeated. But usually, if a match is good enough, they'll, like, do it in a different way. But, yeah, they have find it. Yeah, they, and they have different definition of good match, you know? Like, WWE doesn't like the matches that we like. Weird, right? They like the story more than the wrestling. So this match was, um, it started out, and I mentioned to you, I'm sorry, it started out the way I want, I would have wanted it to start out. First of all, because I didn't read, um, the preview for SmackDown. Because I, I like to go in cold. I like to not know what to expect. So, even though I printed out the SmackDown spoilers to do this here, because I wasn't going to fucking really take a lot of notes because I'm fucking lazy. But um, I had the SmackDown Sports. I didn't read them. I didn't look at them. But I was, so I was surprised that they did Wyatt vs. Rowan. Um, there was a little animosity from Rowan towards Wyatt uh, at the start of the match when Wyatt started, you know, like bullying him basically. But the match started exactly the way I would have wanted it to. And I told you that. With um, Wyatt asking him to lay down. Saying, don't you remember me? It was all that shit. It was good. Why are you doing this? Yeah. Why are you doing this? It was great. I loved it. Um, the finish was good. The finish was pretty good. It was just like, uh, it was a Roman was starting to show some recognition and shit. Um, and then, the sister Abigail... From out of nowhere. Yeah, he tricked him. Yeah. And he, uh, wait, he rolled him back from the ropes, I think, right? Mm hmm Yeah. Alright. Good dynamic in that match. Um, obviously they worked together a lot before. Uh, Rowan didn't look particularly weak. Yeah. But contrary to his character, they made him look like a stupid face. Yeah. Because it's like, like, yeah, I remember you, and then you just drop your guard, and... Right now, he's just a large jobber. I think that just might be where they go with him, because... There's nothing else he can really do. That he needs to speak. He needs to connect. He's not connecting. Fuck the, the, the winery shit. He's got a sheet mask. Fuck the Rubik's Cube shit. He's got a sheet mask. Fuck the sheet mask. Okay. How am I relating to a sheet mask? 
It's a beautiful sheet mask. Is that actually, what you It's actually broken up and fucking scotch taped together. Yeah, because it's the original sheet mask. Tell you when he'll turn heel again, somebody destroys a sheet mask. Someone should do that. But then again, that's... It's like his totem. It's the same thing that uh, Ambrose did to Wyatt's rocking chair. What was he going to say? Are they going to explain the sheet mask? Can they explain some shit? You asked too many questions. Can they please explain anything about this character? Please. Oh, I thought you were saying, can they please explain anything? That too, but... (laughs) Shit, man. Stop writing... Fucking just for Cena and Ambrose and Wyatt and Rollins and fucking authority. Oh, fucking A. So, uh, backstage segment, Edge and Christian were in the hallway and they basically said, let's fuck with, let's fuck with, uh, J and J here. Let's pretend we're practicing the five second pose. Like, oh, in the hallway for no reason? He's like, yeah, and so... They could, so JJ what did that do? Nothing. Fucking nothing. This is stupid. This is stupid. Because of bad Smackdown, bro. Bad week in wrestling. Not as bad as the massage from hell. That was raw. We'll get to that. That was, uh... What was it? The Wasteland? Massage from the Wasteland. Oh, no. I was just talking about how oh. it felt like oh, a yeah. nice, beautiful massage in the beginning. And then instead of a happy ending, I received a swift punch in the dick. Oh, yeah. Because uh, you had commented on the Ascension, like, rubbing shoulders. We'll, so we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, they kind of went out of order here as far as um, the the way it was taped to the way it was shown. Um, I, the next segment was Goldust, Stardust, and Adam Rose versus the Usos and R-Truth. And we got pretty much everything we expected. Uh, so it wasn't a great match. My favorite part. The falling star. The falling star. I think that's... It's fucking hysterical. He he does a springboard and then just fucking sits. He In midair, he sits on you. It's fucking hysterical. I love it. It's a good move. It's I, unique. I think it's my new favorite move. You should try it. It's unique in its sheer simplicity. And it it's perfect for the character because you said the character is basically like the id. The inner child. Mm-hmm. So it's just him being playful. Exactly. And attacking. It's a playful attack. Of course. Haha, <laughs> stabby stab. <laughs> Everyone playfully stabs, man. Right? Oh, man. We had Show and Ryback. It was a count out. Nothing special there. Uh, knockout punch, uh, distraction from Rusev. Flag drops down. Uh, Ryback standing on the outside on the apron, looking to uh, Rusev. But you could tell he's bracing to fall off. Yeah. You know, show punches him, he gets counted out, Rusev attacks him, puts him in the accolade, I think. Does he put him into it? Or he, he's not able to get him into it, and ride back, meet hook, clothesline him over the top rope. Yes. Whatever. Nothing. Oh, no, he didn't try the accolade, he tried the kick. He caught, oh. he, he caught the kick. Oh, okay, because I thought he was trying to get on top of him. I know. It's a Kurt Angle and Rey Mysterio. <laughs> when I get on top of you, no, no, not like that. It's great. Uh, we had another backstage segment. Um, Edge is standing outside of a door, and they ask where Christian is, and they're like he's in the bathroom. And, uh, and so Jamie Noble goes in there, and Edge and 
uh, Mercury are chatting, and we hear a woman scream from inside the room. He comes out, and Edge moves aside and sees a sign. Okay. Yeah. Now, I don't necessarily believe Edge when he said that Christian was in the men's room. I'm not saying I think he was in the ladies' room. I'm just saying he was standing in front of that room for a reason. Of course. I think Christian was in there. But I'm just saying. So he pieced him down. You know? he's, he's old now. and yeah. Maybe he gets dizzy when he's standing. Yeah, he doesn't want to get his fucking spray tan all over the air and all. Probably. That'd be gross. We had the Masters of the WWE Universe, which are actually not calling that on TV yet. I'm disappointed. They better. Although, honestly, I, I wasn't listening to the fucking announcers. Fucking yeah, I don't really remember them. It's like, the, it's like it's a battle of who's drunker, them or me. Wow, what's my excuse? They're just not doing well. And you're already boycotting Raw. Hashtag boycott Raw. King's hospitalized. Yes, he is. Why didn't you mention that? I forgot. Uh, I was still see, hurt over Raw. You, I was still Raw hurt. Told you should have written it. I was down. Raw hurt. So, King has diverticulitis, just like Brock Lesnar did. He's got to chew his food. What's with these people? Is that it? It's from not chewing properly? I think it's, it's part of it. I heard it's seeds, too. Like, if you swallow, like, seeds or whatever, like, from, um, like, sunflower seeds, or it, it doesn't, it, like, it doesn't digest well or something, and it can, like, nick your insides and something like that. Interesting. Mm -hmm. I can see that. I didn't have the exact details on the hospitalization, only that he was hospitalized. So. Yeah, because it was, all we know was that, and it was that particular We haven't, uh... Heard any updates yet? Um, we had yes, Cesaro and Tyson Kid versus the Matadors. It was a short match, thankfully, because I can't stand the fucking Matadors. It's a stupid gimmick. They're not great in the ring. It's it's part part of the gimmick is they do what they do in the ring. You no know, one drops down while the other leapfrogs and vice versa. And it's like the Usos, same shit. Almost. Yeah, same stuff. Fucking A. The lower tier Usos. Mm -hmm. uh, I, I thought it was cool at the end. Well, first of all, actually, Natalia came out with them. Natalia was looking hot. In heel attire. It was dressed in all black. And her, uh, her night hearts, if you will, were kind of pushed up to her neck a bit. Fine. It was great. She knows what she's doing. Like, now. If, if, if you just, like, no offense, she, she looks, I, I don't love her face. Just cover the face. Fucking A. Holy shit. So, this would be an interesting pairing. I think so. Some weird stuff going on here, though. One thing I loved... Um, I'm going to say... Uh, after what I say now, you can... Because I know you have a theory here. Um, <clears throat> one thing I loved was that... Uh, Natalia went to high-five Tyson... Uh, high-five uh, Tyson Kid. Cesaro was, like, right next to her. And Tyson high-fived Cesaro. Yeah. It was great. Now, you have a theory on how they should and maybe will deal with this tag team. What do little you think? by little, uh -huh. it's going to look like Tyson Kidd's a little bit more interested in Cesaro mm. than he is in Natalia. Mm. But in Cesaro's mind, it's just a friend thing to him. Like, he doesn't see it the way Tyson Kidd might see it. Well, because he, also, he's European, so... It's like, 
Everybody's cool together in Europe. Yeah. Whatever. Guys, yeah, guys kiss each other on the cheek all the time in Europe. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, uh, uh, Tyson Kidd could like disappear. She's like, so I was like, well, where are you going? Oh, me and Cesaro are going, uh, we're going to a spa together. It's for <laughs> <our> training. <laughs> you know, weird shit like that. Like, sauna, we're gonna, we're gonna sweat it out. Yeah, instead of being, like, really involved with his cats, he's, like, really involved with Cesaro. Mm -hmm. Like, a. Oh, no, oh, sorry, uh, I know we had dinner tonight, but uh, me and Cesaro, we, we need to work on our wrestling. Do you think they'll get knee pads with each other's faces on it? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, you know what? They can see Ryback's guy and get it, like, sprayed. Like, yeah. Like uh, a spray type on the, on the knee pads. It'd be great. Oh, so funny. <clears throat> but we, and after you mentioned that theory that you had, fucking we saw Cesaro saying there and Tyson just jumps into his arms. And he catches him like, yeah. it's okay. Yeah, because I think that's what they're doing, man. This would be some weird shit going on there. It's going to be funny. It's a, gr it's a great pairing. Yeah. I mean, Cesaro is so accidentally charismatic. And they're both great in the ring. Yeah. Cesaro's charismatic when he's not trying. That's the thing. When he tries... Like with the, the the three ropes, the four ropes. The four promo. ropes. This is four sides. Did I even mention that on Raw? You I'm did. Fucking... You're fucking drinking, man. I am. Yeah. Anyway. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's good to be drinking. Almost as, almost as much as I, I'm. I'm talking more than I'm drinking. So hold on a second. Yeah, fix that. They should come out with a way to drink cast. I'm just saying. Maybe that's what I'm doing. That is what you're doing. Nice. You're an innovator. Yeah. So Cesaro is charismatic when he's not trying. Or when he's trying too hard. Like on the JBL Not Cole show when he's delivering his one-liners, which are fucking great. Yeah. Pretty good. Um, they showed Ambrose walking around backstage. Uh, he fought Curtis Axel to an apparent no-contest bell didn't ring. Just fuck him up. And I was I was telling you how I'm looking forward to seeing Yeah, him. I'm so excited. He's going to be on NXT. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, oh, he's on SmackDown and they just showed Dean Ambrose. So much for that. <laughs> I mean, I love Dean Ambrose. I like Dean Ambrose probably more than anyone else on the roster right now. Isn't he your, wall top, your, your wallpaper? He still is. I haven't changed my um, United States of Ambrose wallpaper yet. Good. Need something. It's still USA. You're a patriot. I am a patriot. I'm a fucking patriot forever. Anyway, they... Gotta stop with that anyway, shit. But, um... So I knew it would be bad for Curtis Axel. It was kind of an ass whooping. Then, he, then Ambrose cut a promo. Um, He's gonna put Bray Wyatt in the ambulance. Yeah, I mean... That's what he's saying. That's it's, a good he it's a good plan. Especially since it's an, it's an ambulance match. I mean... He's gonna break his hand so he can't walk away. Yeah, I, 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 I love Ambrose, but even I'm like, uh... Are you sure it's not because he sometimes walks on his hands when he does that weird thing? He, he should have said something. I actually liked um, his sit-down interview with Michael Cole this yeah, past Wednesday on .com. If you didn't see it, you should see it. It's yeah. Um, I normally don't watch the in-character interviews because they're just going to show me shit that they're probably going to show me on Raw or SmackDown anyway. But it's Dean Ambrose, so I wanted to I wanted to watch it, and it was good. It was it was, what was it three minutes, five minutes? Yeah, it's, it's over in no time. It's too short. It, it's worth your time. It's good.
Uh, the person that wrote this uh, review here said that Ambrose's promo was the best part of the night thus far. Um, not often that I disagree with Ambrose being the best part of the night. I like Bray Wyatt's promo better. I also like the Wyatt-Rowan match a lot. Um, I just think Dean Ambrose wasn't really feeling this promo. This particular Tuesday. That's why those things... He prefers backstage anyway. He doesn't like the yeah that shit. It's more. It's more to his character. I'm I'm glad they're letting him be his inner Moxley, basically. Like they're still writing for him, but yeah. excuse me. They're still writing for him, but he's delivering it the same way he did, he did his Moxley shit. It's great. Uh, we had a commercial, and then we came back. And the Ascension came out, and there were a couple of ham and eggers in the ring. Destroyed them. We didn't even get names. So who's rubbing whose shoulders? Was it Connor rubbing Victor's shoulders? It was Connor rubbing... He wasn't rubbing his shoulders. His hands were like... It's like digging into his traps. Claw, yeah. It, it looked like the way you do the, the trapezius claw, as you mentioned Yokozuna earlier. Um... That might have been before we started recording, so they might not know what the fuck I'm talking about. But, kind of looks like when you, when you do the trapezius claw, and he's just, like, leaning on him. Uh, I just thought, hey man, we wrestled a good match. You, let's get those knots out. Let's get you relaxed. That's, that's not what it was. It was just like, it's like, you can lean on me, bro. That's what it was. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, those guys are alright. Uh, it looked like they turned that guy inside out. Yeah. But then they fucked up. I think I don't remember if it was later on or earlier. There was an Ascension promo. It was earlier. It was it was a pre-recorded thing. Much like the their earlier vignettes. It was, it was a vignette. That's the fucking word I wasn't even thinking to look for. And... Now. If the IWC... In that wrestling community, if you will, in case you didn't know, but you're part of it, so you probably knew that shit anyway. The IWC is shitting on a tag team because something about them reminds them of the Road Warriors or Demolition or whatever. You, The proper thing to do is ignore it and keep doing what you're doing. Commit. What do they do? They had them cut this promo on this vignette where they said, you had your Road Warriors, then you had Demolition, now you have the Ascension. No. Don't make the fucking comparisons. What's, what's the same? You're big dudes, and you wear shoulder shit to the ring. And you got paint, kinda. And you got a little paint. On your forehead and on your eyes. Honestly... Other than that, I really don't see a comparison. It's like a combination because uh, Road Warrior colors mm. and the armor is kind of like a blend. It's yeah. Like the, the shoulder pads and the of Demolition also. Yeah. Well, Demolition was supposed to be WWE's version of the Road Warriors before they were able to sign them. Yeah. I always liked Demolition better. Um, There's a cool dynamic, especially after they had a crush. Did they defend... When they had the tag tiles, did they defend with the Freebird rule? I don't remember. I don't recall. A long time ago. Anyway, you shouldn't have fucking acknowledged it. 
I think acknowledging it just makes people that aren't in the IWC aware of that fucking distinction, that commonality. And they're like, oh yeah, they're just fake road warriors. Good job. The people that didn't have this fucking bad idea in their heads, now they think that they're fake road warriors too. Good fucking job, WWE. Way to support your fucking tag team. Way to defend your idea. Fucking A. Way to stand up and be a star. Fucking stupid. This is stupid. It's a stupid week. Who is writing this shit? Uh, Triple H. Fuck. I don't know that. This is stupid. <laughs> I, I know. Hey, it's going to be alright, man. Right. They're fucking up my tag team, man. I know. I know. They're my favorite tag team right now. You just gotta believe in them, dude. Just, just hang believe. on. Believe? I guess I could just wait for the Void Villains to come up. Hope they don't change them. Yeah, let them keep... They, they, they'd be stupid to change it. The gimmick's solid. Oh, they'd be stupid to change it. Because they're not stupid right now? Fucking giving me fucking high blood pressure. Fuck you. The fuck else we have here? Backstage. Oh yeah, they were setting up for the authority because the authority is gonna be somewhere else next Monday. The authority is on their way to an arena that is about to empty because the show is almost over. I don't get it. It was just an excuse for Edging Christian to draw. Yeah, and Edge made Christian look like a fucking bird. Edge, uh, Edge made Christian. Wow. Yes, go ahead. Please Ed, continue. Edge made Triple H on the muscle fitness card look like a fucking bird man with a fucking... A crown. crown. The king head. of Birdman. Stupid. Uh, Reigns versus Rusev. As soon as I knew Reigns and Rusev were fighting, what did I say? Shady finish. Mm -hmm. Dusty finish. Was exactly what it was. It was fucking DQ, Big Show interfered. Reigns and Show brawled. Reigns dumped the table on Show. Same shit we've been seeing. From, from, from all three, it's the same shit. SOS. Same old shit. This whole week, I'd like to say 4 out of 10, but I did 3 out of 10. Yeah, um, I've already voiced my displeasure. Uh, SmackDown to me wasn't too wasn't anything to write home about. Uh, nothing happened on the show. To uh, it just felt like filler. It's I guess because it's the was it January second? Yeah, you know. I gotta say both shows started up high and then whew, nosedive. Hey man, I don't know if I should say that with the whole the, the whole big airplane thing going on. But whatever. We don't care. We didn't do it. I don't care. Listen. But I don't care. <laughs> I can't do anything about it. That's kind of weird, though. Shit's disappearing, you know? Aliens. Sorry. Aliens. A lot of shit going on. Who's writing that shit? Fucking A. Let them write. You have any other thoughts? This was a stupid week in wrestling. <laughs> so... We made you had, you had you had this whole fucking storyline. You had Sting debut just to get rid of the fucking authority. You have a beloved face 
getting his life threatened, and the biggest face in the company since Hulk Hogan just stands there and gives you what you want. Not a single other face shows any interest in bringing back the biggest heels we've had in power since Vince McMahon. So did Daniel Bryan go home? I guess so. Because he's medically cleared to wrestle. Everyone went home. Everyone's fucking gone. Stupid. 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 Stupid week in wrestling. They caused a basement booker to stop watching Raw. Yeah. I didn't think it was possible. But I, I had it. I was so angry. I was really glad that there was no one near me to see it. To see how upset I was. Because it would have just made me more upset. Nope, nope. Nothing's broken. Keyboard's, Keyboard's brand new. Everything's great. But yeah, it was very upsetting. By the way, before we join the ranks of the Internet Warriors, we're referencing the keyboard breaking. Uh, what was it, Brock versus Randy? It was a Randy Orton match. I know it was a Randy Orton match because Randy was your boy. Wasn't it Triple H? No, I think it's when Triple H took the belt off Randy after he got it off of Benoit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because, alright, so yeah, Triple H beat Randy Orton. Buried him. It was bullshit. And this, uh, this basement booker here, wireless keyboard, fucking chucked that shit across the fucking room. We still don't know where the Q key is. It's gone. It's gone forever. This is my old apartment. Yeah. Yeah, I used to have an anger problem. No. <laughs> what? So yeah, fucking a. Well, before we close today, I just want to say thank you for making 2014 a good year for us. Uh, you hung in there, even though things have changed. We're still gonna bring it with the realness. And my message to you is, don't. Make a New Year's resolution. Just get shit done. Don't talk about it. Fucking be about it. Some grown man slash woman shit. Just fucking do it. The only one that's going to stop you is your fucking self. Or the authority. Don't let the authority stop you. Or the fucking shitty ass writers this fucking week. God. Be the writer... Of your own fucking creative stories, okay? You go. Do your own creative. Book it. I'm Jer. I'm Rich. Don't forget us on Stitcher, iTunes, Facebook, and now, unofficially, MySpace. It's official. <laughs> There's, he's boycotting Raw and MySpace. Because it's 2015. I'm bringing it back. Are you bringing it back? I'm trying to bring it back. He's bringing it back, folks. Have a great week.